Kutei Sichas Chelek Yud, the first Sicha in Parshas Miketz. This Sicha is a very fascinating Sicha. It's going to be dealing with a very famous question. Uh, the question is, why did, didn't Yosef notify Yaakov that he was alive in Mitzrayim? So Bemele, when he was in jail or a slave, we understand why he didn't tell Yaakov because he didn't have the capabilities. But the real question is, once he became the Mishnah Lamalach, why didn't he tell Yaakov right away that he's alive. He knows how much his father is going to be suffering because of it. There's a mitzvah of Kibbutz Aim. So it's very hard to understand why didn't Yosef notify him. So all the Mephorsh Yatar give uh, different explanations. Um, the Ramban gives an explanation. It's because of the dreams, that Yosef remembered the dreams. And he realized that the whole purpose of him coming down to Mitzrayim was that eventually... Uh, there'd be uh, the famine, and then the brothers would have to come down and bow down to him, and eventually uh, the entire family with Yaakov would come uh, down to buy the food. So therefore, because he realized that this, the reason why he's there was because of the dreams, and to cause that fulfillment of the dreams, therefore he didn't notify his father. So that's the Ramban's pshat. Uh, Pshuta Shemikra, that doesn't fit, because meaning is, why is Yosef getting involved in what Hashem's plans are. Yosef has an obligation to notify his father because of Kibbutz Avim. He's going to start making these calculations because I had a dream and I can't tell my father. No, that's, that's nothing to do with you. Papashtis, uh, Hashem will make sure the nevuas will be fulfilled and you have to fill your obligation of Kibbutz Av. So Pshut Hashemikra, the Ramban's answer wouldn't apply. Other one, others want to give an answer that maybe Yaakov wouldn't believe him. As we see, Papayo, that once they told Yaakov um, Parshas Vigash that Yosef is alive, he wasn't even believed. So Yaakov, Yosef realized that if he sends a message, Yaakov won't even believe that he's really alive. But again, that's very hard to understand Shemikra because we know Papayo Yaakov did believe him. Yaakov sent a, Yosef sent a simon of the wagons, and because of the sending of the wagons, that remind that proved that he was still alive. So Yosef could have done that simon right away. So again, Pshutah Shemikra, it's hard to understand. So this sikha is going to be focusing on the Pshutah Shemikra, what Rashi's answer is. But this is going to be one of those sikhas where Rashi doesn't directly answer that question, but through looking at other Rashi's in this parsha, we'll be able, be able to understand what Rashi's explanation would have been. So let's look at it inside. Aleph. Dubur kama pa'amim shadarkish Rashi purushay latar lefarish kaldavar akasha built moving Pshutah Shemikra. Explained many times that it's a derech of Rashi to explain every hard concept which is not understood in the narrative of the Torah. And those concepts which need to be explained in the Pashup Shah of the Pasukim, and Rashi doesn't explain them, that itself is a proof that they're able to be understood. And they're so pashit that he doesn't need to explain it. Or or the reason why Rashi doesn't say anything, because they could be answered through a prior note that Rashi has given. According to this, we have a very big shayla, which when you're reading the psukim, you'll come to, and many of them for Torah discuss it. And Dafka Rashi, who's the Rosh HaPashtanim, doesn't say anything about it. But who? The Kshayla is like this. Yosef hara yad geidl avas aviv elahav, oemela haven geidl tsar aviv, ve'avelei lav, madu elah hediyolai shadanu chai. Yosef knew the great love that his father had from him. And uh, therefore, he also understood the great tsar and the avelis his father would have for him. So why wouldn't Yosef notify Yaakov that he's still alive? He says, this question is Dafka, is in this week's Parsha. He says, in Parsha's Vayesha tells us how Yosef was sold as a slave and then he was put into jail. So therefore it's understood how he did not have the capabilities to notify Yaakov that he was alive. But in this week's parsha, he becomes the Mishnah Lamalach, and he has the capabilities, he has the Rishos to do whatever he desires. 
There, if so, why does he let his father remain in pain and in Avelis and he doesn't notify him through different caravans that are going back and forth or through a messenger that he's alive and through that he'll give energy and vitality to the, the nefesh of his father. So it's a very stark Ashayla. Basically, it was nine years from when Yosef became the Mishnah Melech until eventually Yaakov finds out that he's alive. Why such a long wait? Base. So this this sikha, what we're going to be doing is, we're taking the second option that the Rabbi mentioned earlier, that the answer to this question could be understood through prior Rashi. So it's not going to be that they're so pashat you could have just figured it out from the Pesukim, but it is able to be answered through looking at prior Rashi's and see what the derich of Rashi is in explaining the story. So the first try that we're going to have is this comment of Rashi. This is He says the reason why Yaakov was misabal on his son for many days, this is 22 years from when Yosef was separated from him until eventually Yaakov went down to Mitzrayim. This is the 22 years that Yaakov did not fulfill Kibbutz Aim. So this is one of the answers that some of Fortune want to give, and maybe this is also uh, Rashi's pshat, that, be, that, yeah, that um, the reason why Yaakov wasn't notified about Yosef for 22 years was a punishment. Therefore, he says, Yosef did not notify his father that he's alive, before the 22 years was up, because the punishment of Yaakov needed to be 22 years, connected the 22 years that Yaakov did not have kibbutz of aim. Because as we know the story, that Yaakov was away from Yitzchak and Rivka for 22 years when uh, he went to Haran. But this answer we cannot use to answer the Hanhaga of Yosef, meaning is maybe this would be a good answer why Hashem did not want Yaakov to know about Yosef being alive. Maybe. We're going to see later that even that doesn't work so well. But this definitely would not work to explain why Yosef didn't notify Yaakov. For three reasons. First of all, where does Yosef know that Yaakov was supposed to get a punishment for the 22 years that he didn't do Kibbut Aveim? How is Yosef supposed to know that? And if you look at R9, especially since he knew that Yitzchak and Rivka sent Yaakov to Dana Ram to get a woman for the daughter's loving. So how would Yosef have known that even Yaakov did anything wrong? And for sure, how would he know what the punishment would be? Very hard to understand that. And even if you want to say that Yosef did know, yeah, he was a big tzaddik, maybe he was privy to that information. But still, he, he could have, Yosef, Yosef could have notified Yaakov that he was alive, but just he wouldn't notify Yaakov where he was. And then he would be punished through the separation, which would have been a more fitting punishment, because Yitzchak knew that Yaakov was alive in Haran. Elamai, he, he wasn't actively doing Kibbutz by being with him in Eretz Yisrael. So Yosef could have done a similar thing. He was in Mitzrayim, but he notifies Yaakov that he's still alive, but I can't tell you where I am. So that would have solved that issue. And Vigimel, Vigimel, this is the main issue. covered. He says, even, this doesn't explain the way Yaakov, Yosef conducted himself, because even if Yaakov was supposed to get punished for 22 years, that he would think Yosef was dead, and they'd be separated, that's, it's poshet, that even if this was the punishment, but this does not give Rishus for Yosef to punish his father by not notifying him. That is nothing, that's, Hashem is the one that gives punishments to people, not human beings. We can't punish people because of um, something that they did wrong. And of course, this is Hashem's uh, jurisdiction. Even if there's a gezerim in Hashem, and he's supposed to get punished, still it's not up to us to fulfill those punishments. That's completely up to Hashem. Um, 
Example of this would be, you cannot say that the Shvatim were mutter, even more than that, they were obligated to sell Yosef. Why? Because they needed to fulfill, first of all, the dreams, and also they needed to have, fulfill the union of the punishment of Yaakov. So we're going to say, even the Shvatim, they were permitted and they're mechuyif to sell them for these two reasons. Obviously not. The Shvatim were not allowed to sell Yosef, because they have no right to f- try to fulfill the punishment of Yaakov, and they don't have the right to try to fulfill the uh, dreams. It's nothing to do with you. Hashem fulfills what the Xeris are. And look at R11. He says, It's explained in Egeris HaKadosh that, that even that you can never get angry at someone. Even if someone does something bad to you, you shouldn't get angry. And he explains why. Because even, uh, oh, and he, and he explains why over there, because everything ultimately comes from Shemayim. So then he discusses, but what about the, 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 the mazik? Does the, will the mazik eventually get punished? He says, of course the mazik will eventually get punished. Because even though the nigzar, the nizik, was supposed to get, have this bad thing happen to him, there was a gzerim in Ishmael that the nizik, the one who was damaged, was supposed to get damaged. Nonetheless, there's many shluchim for Hashem, and Hashem could have fulfilled this punishment in another way. But who? But this individual that hurt uh, the nizik, he's going to get punished on his bad choice. Meaning is, even though there was a gzerim in Ishmael that Ploini should get hurt, but why did you make Pliny get hurt? You're, you're, you, that was your choice. And if you look at the Torah, the Torah says you're not allowed to do this particular act. And you went against what the Torah said, therefore you'll get punished. I, how is this individual supposed to get what, uh, the gzer that Hashem will want them to get punished or, or to have some type of tsar? Hashem will figure it out. Fine, so therefore that upshlugs this answer of maybe Yosef didn't tell Yaakov that he was alive because Yaakov was supposed to get punished for the 22 years that he didn't have Kibbut Av for his father Yitzchak. We said that cannot be. The main issue being is Yosef has no right to be the, um, to be the policeman to make sure that Yaakov is being punished. Gimel. He says the explanation will be through a pra, another Rashi in Parshas Vayeshev, which needs explanation. Through understanding this Rashi, this will give us the final explanation of why Yosef did not notify Yaakov that he was alive. He says, The question over there was, why didn't Hashem tell Yaakov that Yosef was alive? Rashi, Rashi explains, he says, because the Shvatim made a ban and they cursed whoever would reveal to Yaakov that Yosef was alive. And and they made Hashem a party to this, a ban. And then Mamshech Rashi continues, therefore Hashem wouldn't reveal it because since he was part of this ban, he was a he was a party to it, therefore he couldn't let it either be known. What about Yitzchak? Why didn't Yitzchak notify Yaakov that Yosef was alive? And he wasn't part of the band. Yitzchak knew he was alive, and Yitzchak wasn't part of that band. So He says, how will I reveal that, that Yosef is alive when Hashem doesn't want him to be revealed? So therefore, Yitzchak also doesn't reveal uh, that he was alive, that Yosef was alive. But So the first question is, um, who exactly was this cherem for? They said they made a curse and a ban for anybody who would reveal. When we say that anybody who would reveal that Yosef is still alive, who exactly is this cherem on? Is it on the whole world? Is it just on the brothers? Brothers? Is it on the brothers and Hashem? Who exactly is this chal on? Um, who, who, who exactly does this ban is going to be? It was who, 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 on who was the ban placed? So the first one is, you're going to think, everybody, anyone who would reveal it. We cannot say that the cherem would be on anybody in the world that would reveal it to Yaakov. That cannot be how Rashi learns it. He says, that cannot be. Because Rashi then asks, why didn't Yitzchak notify Yaakov? But if there is a cherem on the whole world that you're not allowed to reveal that Yosef was still alive, why, what's the question of Rashi? 
And if you actually see the answer, what was the reason why Rashi gives that Yitzchak didn't reveal it? Rashi doesn't say, well, because there was a cherem and who wasn't allowed to. Rather, he says, is how am I going to reveal it when I know Hashem doesn't want it? Meaning is that Yitzchak could have revealed it. He had the right, but he made a logical decision. He says, if Hashem doesn't want it revealed, why am I going to reveal it? So clearly the ban was not on Yitzchak. So if it wasn't on Yitzchak, clearly it wasn't on the rest of the world. So, and Bez, Second of all, if they talk and made a cherem, why did they make Hashem a party to the cherem? Just let the, the brothers, the ten brothers, make the cherem, and that would include the whole world, including Hashem. Why did they have to make Hashem actively a party to this cherem? Just make it, and we know that Hashem always fulfills. Well, that's actually not so clear, but L'chaira, if they made a cherem and it's for everybody, also Hashem would not have revealed it for this reasoning. Power 15. Don't say, you know what? The reason why they had to make Hashem a party to the cherem, because if not, Hashem wouldn't actually have to fulfill it. Meaning, as you're making a cherem on the whole world, so that would include the people. But a cherem that you make would not include Hashem unless Hashem wants to join it. Because even if they did make Hashem a party, he's not forced to accept this ban and not to reveal it. Meaning is at the end of the day, even if there was a cherem, Hashem has the decision, should I be part of this or not be part of this? So therefore, why would they have had to have made Hashem a party of it? Um... Because basically, if Hashem wanted to have the cherem, they, they could have just made the cherem themselves, and Hashem could have accepted the cherem that they made. And, and if Hashem uh, didn't want to be part of the cherem, then even if they would have made Hashem part of it, Hashem's like, no, I don't want to be part of this, and he automatically wouldn't have been a shutif. So it's like Maman of Shach, if he wants to be part of it, you don't need to make him a shutif. And if he doesn't want to be part of it, making him a shutif, you can't force him to be a shutif in it. So it doesn't make sense. Elamai, the cherem definitely was not on the whole world. Rather, we need to say the cherem is only on those who were part of, who were party to the cherem, and who it says who me whoever doesn't mean whoever means any one of us who are here who are party to this cherem cannot reveal, and therefore they made Hashem a party to it because. It would only be hollow on those who are part of the group. So therefore, they make Hashem part of the group. So you're saying all of us plus Hashem would be party to this. Base. But this pshat to say that the cherem is on um, everybody who is the, basically the ten brothers plus Hashem also is not so clear. He says, first of all, the Lashon of Rashi. Rashi says, Yitzchak made it, said, I'm not going to reveal it to Yaakov because how can I reveal it when Hashem doesn't want to reveal it? What do you mean Hashem doesn't want to reveal it? If Hashem was part of the Shutaf, Hashem is not allowed to reveal it because he made an oath not to reveal it. So what does it mean Hashem doesn't want to? Hashem is not allowed to do it. And based on this idea that the reason why Hashem is not revealing it because he's not allowed to. We have another question. He says, why did Yitzchak not reveal it to Yaakov? Because Hashem didn't reveal it. The reason why Hashem didn't reveal it to Yaakov, not because it was... He wanted the chayra that it was something which was good and he didn't want uh, Yaakov to find out. It's because he wasn't allowed to, because he was part of the cherem. But that would not hold Yitzchak back. So if Yitzchak could have done it, he could have revealed it to him. So he, he could have just told him what the cherem was. I, a rabbi discussing the art 17, you'll think, maybe you'll give an answer like this that even though Hashem wasn't allowed to, because he made an oath, he could have, but Yitzchak would have made this calculation. If my Rav, meaning Hashem, if there's such an idea of if you're excommunicated from the Rav, then you're also going to be excommunicated from the Talmud. So if Hashem put Yosef in a band, then he's also going to be in a band, because Hashem made it, then I also w- would have to make Yosef into a band. But the Rebbe says that cannot be true, because Yitzchak would have been Asr to reveal it. 
if he's a band to the Rav, is band to the Talmud, then Yitzchak would have automatically been part of the band. But we're saying that Yitzchak made a decision, says, I don't want to reveal it because, because Hashem um, isn't revealing it. So clearly, Yitzchak was allowed to reveal it. So why didn't he reveal it? And Gimel, Cherem Zelama, Harmismaspik, she is Dabru. He says, also, what was the purpose of the cherem? They shouldn't have just made, spoken with each other and said, whoever's part of this group should not reveal it to Yaakov. Why do you need to make a ban and a curse? Just say, whoever's here won't reveal it. And similarly, when with regarding to Hashem, they could have just davened and requested for Hashem not to reveal it. Why do they need to make a ban on Hashem? Because again, Bapashas, the way that we're learning right now is the only reason that Hashem didn't reveal it to Yosef because the Shvatim didn't want Hashem to reveal it. So they're putting, making Hashem part of the party of not revealing it to Yaakov. That was only because of their desire. They were tzaddikim, they have a certain connection with Hashem and they don't want it to be revealed. And Hashem agrees with them and he, and he becomes party to this ban. But Lachair, why does it need to be a ban that Hashem's not going to reveal it? Hashem anyways has the choice. So just say, ask Hashem. Like we're davening to you, we're requesting, don't reveal it. And then if Hashem makes the decision not to reveal it, he won't, he won't reveal it. What, what's the idea of making a ban? Like if Hashem doesn't want to accept be part of the ban, he won't be part of the ban anyway. If he wants to reveal it to Yaakov, he will reveal it. Elamites, because of the, since the Tzadik Gezer, there's a certain union that the, the brothers were tzaddikim, they wanted something to happen. So Hashem agrees with them. So if Hashem's agreeing, you don't need a ban for Hashem to agree. He could just agree verbally. Similarly with the brothers, they can just re- uh, agree without making a cherem on each other. And Dalad, Next question is, we never find that the Shvatim are actually matah the cherem before they notified Yaakov that Yosef was alive. So if there was a cherem, had they actually eventually, in Parshish Ve'yigash, notify Yaakov that Yosef was alive, they were never matah this cherem. So these are uh, the questions, okay? So the question again on this thing is, first question we need to understand is, who exactly was the band Chalon? Was it Chalon? We know for sure it wasn't Chalon, everybody. Um, it doesn't, we're saying it was Chalon Hashem, but that doesn't fit so well in Rashi's Lashin because it says Hashem doesn't want. So Hashem doesn't want to reveal it, but Pashtus Hashem wasn't part of the band. And um, a more fundamental question is, um, What's the purpose of the band? And also, we don't find the Pshut Shemikra that they were ever matter this ban. And of course, since Yitzchak wasn't part of the ban, clearly, then why didn't he talk or reveal it? So, Dalar, Hina Yesh Meforshim, Kavanas Rashi, Derech Medjush Tanchuma. So, someone explain uh, Rashi's Kavana based on the Medjush Tanchuma. He says, Makar Pirsh Rashi, which was the source. So, this will hopefully answer the first question is who was the ban on? So, the Isa Shams and the Medjush says like this. He says, let's make a cherem, a ban between ourselves, that none of us will tell Yaakov Avinu what transpired. So Amalem Yehuda, Ruvein Enekan. I, so Yehuda says, but Ruvein's not here. As we remember from Pierce Rashi, that, that either it was Ruvein's day to um, serve their father, or the second shot Rashi gives is that Ruvein was busy uh, davening for uh, doing tshuva. So he wasn't there. So they only had nine brothers. But you need ten people for a cherem. So how did they get ten? So they made Hashem a party uh, to that cherem that they that 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 um, that he shouldn't tell their father that Yosef's alive. And also Kadosh Baruch Taka didn't say anything because of the, uh, of the cherem. And in the Medrash also says that Reuben didn't say anything because of this cherem. So He says it's the explanation that the this is actually one the Gurarye gives that they made Hashem a shutif in making the cherem that it should be chal on them. Meaning is the cherem wasn't on Hashem, the cherem would only be on the nine brothers that were there. Because since why did they need Hashem? Because since you need ten people in order to make a cherem. So the nine brothers plus Hashem could make the cherem, but the cherem was only that uh, the brothers themselves shouldn't tell Yaakov what happened. But it wasn't at all 
relevant to Hashem that Hashem shouldn't reveal this matter. So why didn't Hashem reveal it? And the reason why Hashem didn't reveal it because He didn't want to be makel in their cherem. I Meaning they made an, a, a cherem. Um, um, I think the Gura uses the lashon of tzaddik geizer kadosh baruch There's a certain idea that tzaddik makes gezer that the tzaddikim the shvatim wanted something to happen. So Hashem was uh, wasn't going to be makel with their cherem. So now we understand why Hashem was a party to this cherem. Now we can understand the rest of Rashi. It says HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want to reveal it to him. So, meaning is, not that Hashem was adjured not to reveal it, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu Taka was not from those who were Asr from the Cherem. He could have revealed it. I so why didn't he? And why didn't he reveal it? Because he didn't want to reveal it. So Yitzchak says, if Hashem doesn't want to reveal it because of the cherem of the Shvatim, then obviously I'm also not going to reveal it for whatever reason Hashem has. I've been using the reason is because Gezer. But for whatever the reason you want to give, Hashem decided that he's going to keep the cherem, uh, even though he wasn't mechoyev too. So Yitzchak says, if Hashem's keeping it, I'm also going to keep it. So that would fit very nicely. And that would answer uh, the questions we had before. I mean, at least the first two. It doesn't explain why they needed a cherem. And it doesn't explain how they were, when they were matter the cherem. So, but it did answer two of the questions. Uh, who, for, for who the cherem was on is only on the nine brothers. And, and, and Taka was not on Hashem because Rashi says any rights. He says he can't answer this in Rashi. He says, first of all, Rashi, you can't explain it because we, from Rashi doesn't say when they made the cherem. And he says, When did they make the cherem? There's only after Reuven returned. So they would have had 10 because Reuven was one of the brothers. So he also need to make be part of the cherem because they don't want him either to reveal it to Yaakov, their father. So Pshutei Shamikra, Ruvim would have been part, would have have returned, and then they only made the cherem at that point once he returned. So Ibezay, they wouldn't have needed Hashem to be part of the ten. So why was Hashem part of the ten? It's because it wasn't that he, they needed him to be ten to make the shu actually work, the cherem work. Rather, they are making they're adjuring Hashem that Hashem himself would not be allowed to uh, make the oath, uh, and he proves it because if Ruvain. Um, if they didn't wait for Ruvain, then Rashi should explain why didn't Ruvain reveal it. He re- tells us why Hashem didn't reveal it. He tells us why Yitzchak doesn't reveal it. Ruvain wasn't there, so why didn't he reveal it? So Rashi should have said something. Elamai, Papashtas, Ruvain returns. Because it makes sense. They waited for him to come back and then they make it. But Rashi, there is no remez at all that a cherem needs 10 people. So Rashi should have said that we need 10 people and therefore Hashem needs to be part of it. Like we never heard of such a concept of having 10 people. And remember, we're talking to a five-year-old child, so how would he know about such a concept of that you need ten for a cherem? So, so I bezoi that you need to say when Hashem that when Rashi explains that Hashem, that they made Hashem a party to this cherem means that Hashem also was aser. Then all the questions uh, revert. That if Hashem is part of it, then why does it say? Mitzvah uh, doesn't want, uh, why does it say that Hashem didn't want to reveal it? And this that Hashem couldn't reveal it because he was mushba. So if he couldn't reveal it because of this oath that was made, Yitzchak technically could have revealed it because he wasn't part of that um, Shavua. Hey, Hine, the Mephorshe Rashi, Hikshu Oid, the Mephorshe Rashi asked another question. He says, the question is, how did they know that Hashem agreed to be party to this cherem? He says, even by a human being, you can't make someone party to a cherem unless he's agreed. So how did they know that Hashem agreed? So they give, the Mephorshim give uh, different reasons how the Shvatim knew that Hashem has agreed to the cherem, and therefore he would have been part of it. So this is 
this, this, this question is really a very fundamental question. Whether you learn that Hashem was mushpa in the cherem, or Hashem was not mushpa in the cherem, but he was just party for the cherem to be and the brothers, like the Gurariya says, this question is going to be either way, because how did, according to any explanation, how did you know that Hashem even agreed to it, and that he would be part of the ten, or, um, or part of the eleven? Aleph. So the explanations they give is like this. First of all, they knew because they need to fulfill the Brisbane Absarim. Part of the Brisbane Absarim is that they, they need to be in a land of their, they need to be in a gear, they need to be strangers in a land that didn't belong to them for 400 years. So they knew that Hashem would agree that Yosef's going down because that would have been the beginning of that process. Base. Another Pshat they give is. Uh, they knew Hashem would agree because they knew that Hashem wanted Yaakov to be punished for the 22 years that he do, didn't do Kibbut Ave'em. And Gimel, The third explanation they would give is that they knew Hashem would agree because Hashem doesn't want Yaakov to curse the children. Because the Yidin, the whole Jewish people who are Tolui and are children of the 12 Shvatim would become Batl. From, from the world, become totally nullified. So therefore, they knew Hashem wouldn't reveal it to Yaakov because then he would curse them and they'd be in big trouble. She says, in addition to the questions that we would have in every single one of these questions, as the Rebbe explains in 29 and 30, there's one more fundamental question which would include all of them why this would not work. In the Farish King. He says, Rashi is mamshech av shuchai. He says, Yitzchak says, Yitzchak knew that he was alive. He says, how can I reveal to Yaakov that Yosef is alive when Hashem doesn't want to reveal to him? Reveal to him what? The thing that, the, that what we're talking about is, the question Yaakov had is, why isn't Hashem or Yitzchak revealing that Yosef is alive? That was more specifically the issue. Not that uh, how, uh, you know, Yosef, where Yosef was or what happened to him. The, the real issue is just notifying Yaakov that Yosef was alive. And this is very important. He says it like this. He says, the reason why Hashem couldn't reveal that Yosef was alive, because they made a cherem and they made a klala that whoever will reveal uh, that he's alive would be cursed. And Hashem was party party to this ban. So you must say that the cherem and the klala is not only on saying who sold Yosef and the Gansa Maisa, but the curse is even just notifying Yaakov that he's alive. So it's on everything. A, the, the curse was that you're not allowed to reveal the selling. And B, you can't even reveal that he's alive without saying what happened, without implicating the brothers. It still would be bad. He says, all these reasons we gave that it was a punishment for the 22 years or that it was, um, we want Mekayim, the Brisbane Absarm, that they need to be in, in a land which doesn't belong to them or that they didn't want, the, 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 the Hashem wouldn't want Yaakov to curse his children. All of those reasons would have just been fulfilled by making one part of the curse. Just make the curse that nobody is allowed to reveal what happened to Yosef, how he was sold. But that he could have been notified that Yosef was alive and just don't tell him what happened. Right? By Yosef being alive and he's Mitzrayim, eventually Yaakov would go down. Once they found him 22 years later, he'll go down to Mitzrayim. Regarding the punishment, that's Mida Kanege Mida. Yitzchak knew that Yaakov was alive. He just was separated. So Yaakov will know that Yosef is alive, but they'll be separated. And the third reason is that Yaakov shouldn't curse his children. He won't curse them. All he knows is that Yosef is alive. He doesn't know that the brothers did anything wrong, and nobody's going to tell him what happened because they made a cherem that nobody is allowed to tell Yaakov that um, nobody is allowed to tell Yaakov that that that, that, that uh, Yosef was sold. So But they could have revealed to Yaakov that Yosef was alive. And they wouldn't tell him about all the, 
the, the whole story until after 22 years when there is the famine and Yosef is the second to the king and Yaakov needs to go down to Mitzrayim. But to Skyim, Aleph Brisbane in Mitzrayim, right? Because Yaakov will be in Mitzrayim. But Gam Beis Inches Yaakov Beishana Achleikim Kibudavaim. And the second issue was punishing Yaakov for the twenty-two years would have been fulfilled. And Gimolei Makalas Banuki Lamiyachshdam Shem Mechru. And also he wouldn't have cursed them because why would he chayshet them that they sold him? Right? They they have no reason to chayshet him. So on that last idea, the Rebbe points out our uh, thirty-three. That you can say, and the Gurari actually uses this idea that they came and told Yaakov that they think Yosef was killed by a wild, wild animal. Right? They come with the coat full of blood, and oh, Yosef looks like he was killed by a wild animal. So if Yaakov is then notified that he's actually alive, then something looks very suspicious. They're saying, or, or like maybe he was killed, and the pile he was never killed was actually just sold as a slave. So wouldn't, Yaakov might have figured it out. Would he have figured it out? Maybe not. That maybe, the, you know, you could always give excuses. The blood was the blood of someone else who, you know, maybe the, whatever. Someone kidnapped him, sold him, took his coat, and that other person was killed and, and uh, filled with blood, whatever the thing that you want to explain is. But Yaakov might have been choyshed them and figured it out. Therefore, they didn't even want Yaakov to know that he was alive. Um, so you could give such a pshat, but the Rebbe doesn't like it anyways. He says, Bechlal, he says, if Hashem's going to be revealing that Yosef is still alive to Yaakov, A, he could have just told Yaakov, I'm letting you know that Yosef is still alive, and you're not allowed to curse your children for selling him. Even if you figure that out, you're not allowed to curse your children. He, that's the first thing. Hashem's going to give him the vuah. This ghost give him the vuah, not the curse. And second of all, Bechlal, like we're chayshed that Yaakov really would have cursed Hashem was chayshed Yaakov that he's going to curse his children. Therefore, he needed to make this cherem that we're not allowed to tell him anything that's going to happen. Papashta, so Yaakov is a son that he's not going to curse his own kids. Um, okay, Viter. So Vav. So Abir Bechalanal Yuvam Hakdam Tmi Nesafa. So we're going to give the explanation with one last question. How is it possible that none of the children of Yaakov? were awakened to do tshuva for selling Yosef and confessed and told the story to Yaakov that they, that they sold him and he's still alive. Um, especially we see in the end of this parsha that they all regretted it. That uh, each one said to his, one man said to his brother, we are guilty because we saw this, the, the pain of our brother when he was beseeching us to, you know, not to sell, put him in the pit and not to sell him. So they realized what they did wrong, and they were to do tshuva. So why didn't they, uh, you know, eventually admit it to, to Yaakov? Of course, Rashi gives that answer for this question. He says, this, of course, was the purpose of Rashi's explaining that they made a harem. He says, if they would have just made a verbal agreement with each other that we're not going to reveal it to our father Yaakov, then what's going to happen? Two, three years later, one of them is going to do tshuva and he's going to regret and he's going to go spill the beans to Yaakov. Uh, and then, you know, all the other brothers are going to be in trouble. Therefore, they made a cherem that none of them, uh, meaning one of them or a few of them, are not allowed to reveal this matter to Yaakov. That was the purpose of the cherem. But for sure, there's no svar to say that they made a cherem that even if all of them agree together that they want to reveal it, that would still be also them to reveal it. So this was the other two questions we had. We had said, what was the purpose of the cherem? The purpose of the cherem was that if one of them regrets making a verbal, verbal agreement not to reveal it to Yaakov, that still he won't be able to tell Yaakov. I, where do we find that they were ever mischaret on this, on, on this uh, cherem and they were matter the cherem? We don't find that they were matter because they didn't need to because the cherem initially was only if one or a few of them want to um, tell Yaakov. But if all of them agree that we should tell Yaakov that Yosef is still alive, that was never part of the harem, and therefore they were allowed to tell him. Avo. So why do they need Hashem involved? 
אבל עדיין יש חשש שאיך מהם, הרי רובם ירצו להכריע את השאלה לשמואל הקהילה, אבל גלס יעקב, אבל החשש was that maybe one of them, or most of them, will want to confess, and he will force the others uh, to, to reveal it to Yaakov. Like the brother said um, to Yehuda that after he sold them he's, and, they, and they came back and told their father what happened, they saw the tsar of their father, they regretted it right away. And they said to Yehuda, if you would have told us to return him, we would have listened to him. So we see that even one brother sometimes can have such a strong influence. So if Yehuda decides, you know, we got to reveal it, it's very possible that he could have forced them you know, with his uh, charisma or who knows what other types of force Yehuda had to make sure that everybody would agree. So therefore they made Hashem party to this harem. Meaning is the hachlata of the matter, if and when they should reveal to Yaakov is going to be dependent on Hashem. Meaning is, that even all of them together cannot reveal the matter unless Hashem also agrees. But their kavana was not to include Hashem in this harem and that Hashem would not be allowed to reveal it because they have no idea if Hashem is going to agree to this harem or not. So the purpose of putting Hashem in it, it was just saying is that we are not going to reveal it, even if uh, all of us agree, unless also Hashem agrees. So if all of us agree, and then Hashem also agrees, then we know it's the proper time for, for this matter to be told to our Father. But before that, not. So therefore, this would hold back the possibility of one or some of the brothers forcing the rest of them, because unless Hashem gives some type of sign that he also is agreeing that, it should be, uh, that, they, they, that they should tell Yaakov, then they wouldn't be allowed to. So Masha Kadosh I so why didn't Hashem tell Yaakov? So Rashi is trying to explain is why didn't Hashem tell Yaakov that he was alive? So according to what we're saying now, Hashem was not part of this uh, ban in the sense that he wasn't also adjured that he would not be allowed to reveal it. So why didn't he reveal it? So Rashi explains the Fisha Kharimu Hulu. Hakvana, this is what Rashi is saying. Since they made Hashem party to the Kherm, that they, the brothers, would not be allowed to reveal it to Yaakov without Hashem agreeing with them. Therefore, even though in the Kherm that they made, um, it was not the Kavana that Hashem would be usher to reveal it without their agreement. But nonetheless, nonetheless, Hashem made himself a party to this, um, that the bitl of the cherem and the revelation of this matter to Yaakov would be in the agreement of all of them, Hashem and the Shvatim Yaakov. Meaning is the Shvatim did not have the intention that Hashem would be ushered to reveal it. But nonetheless, Hashem agreed to this concept and therefore, he would also be part of it, in the sense that he also wouldn't reveal it, even uh, without the Shvatim's um, agreement. So, says, why didn't Hashem reveal it? Because they made a cherem and a kalala on any one of the brothers, any one of them that would reveal it. And they made Hashem a party to this. Uh, and Hashem, clearly... Uh, agreed to it. How do we know that Hashem agreed to it? And Hashem also didn't reveal it to Yaakov because Papayl, he never did. So we know that Hashem agreed. And that's what now, now, now makes sense the next line. But Yitzchak knew that he was alive. But he says, how can I reveal it when Hashem doesn't want to reveal it? Meaning is Hashem could reveal it whenever he wants. The, 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 the cherem was only on the brothers. And Hashem is just... Uh, in a sense, has to agree that when it's time for the brothers to reveal it. But Hashem could have revealed it whenever he wanted. But Hashem doesn't reveal it. Meaning is that he agrees, for whatever the reason, to, to be part of the brothers' uh, shittif. So if Hashem decides to be part of this, this shittif willingly, there also, I will also not reveal it. Why doesn't Hashem want to be the part of the shittif? Again, there could be many 
many reasons. The Meforshim give three reasons, which uh, the Rebbe didn't like all of them, but if, let's say you take all three of them as additional reasons. There's the uh, idea of free choice. There's the idea of, of um, the, the brothers are tzaddikim and Hashem listens to them. And there could have been other reasons that we don't even know why. But Papel, we know that Hashem does not reveal it. So therefore Yitzchuk's saying is, Hashem could have revealed it. He didn't. I'm also not going to reveal it. He's because the reason why Yaakov didn't reveal it, Hashem didn't reveal it to Yaakov was not because he was forced to fulfill the cherem. Um, therefore, he says, Yitzchak learns how can I reveal it when Hashem doesn't want to reveal it. Now we understand the reasoning of Yosef why he didn't send a message to Yaakov to let, notify him that he's alive. Since Hashem does not want to reveal does not want to reveal it to Yaakov, this is a ra. This is the lesson that Yaakov does not need to know. That he that um, that Yosef is still alive, and that's what Yosef said. How should I reveal it when Hashem doesn't want to reveal it? So, just to throw out a question: So, is Yosef doing the right thing? What meaning is Yosef has the issue of kibud avaim? So, Yosef's making a calculation that he's not going to notify Yaakov because Hashem is not notifying him. Was Yosef allowed to do this or not? Um, you know, just the Pashtas from what, what seems from the Sicha, that the Lashon that the Rebbe uses, that this is a lesson, that Yaakov does not need to know yet that he is alive. Meaning is, what's the Pshat of Kibbut Avaim? Kibbut Avaim is to, uh, you know, take care of your father uh, to the best of your abilities. So Yosef was able to see from the situation, from the circumstances, that Hashem doesn't want, doesn't, he, Yaakov doesn't need to know yet. Meaning is that there is no advantage of Yaakov being notified uh, that he's still alive. He's saying Hashem doesn't reveal it, Yitzchak doesn't reveal it, there's, there's clearly no advantage, and there's no reason for Yaakov to know yet that I'm alive. So I'm following Hashem's lead. So in a sense, Yosef's doing Kibbut Avaim in the greatest matter, because he's fulfilling the needs of his father exactly how Hashem is fulfilling those needs, which is that he doesn't need to know yet for whatever those reasons are, and that's for the best. So Yosef is doing the same thing. So he said, through the cherem, we know that the brothers were not allowed to reveal that Yosef was alive. Um, and also Yosef was, uh, didn't want to notify that Yaakov was alive because of, uh, he, he, was, he was voluntarily, willingly following this cherem because part of the cherem was that only if Hashem agrees. So... If Hashem's not, if Hashem, once it was higher time for Yaakov to know, Hashem will reveal it to Yaakov. So why was the Shvatim or the or the brothers? How, how could they reveal it to him when Hashem's not revealing it yet? That was part of the cherem. Only if Hashem agrees. Ah, Gamza Nisbeyar appears. Rashi Pasha saying this. So this is also answered based on a Rashi in our Parsha. It says the Pasuk Yar Yaakov Kiyeshi Shever Mitzrayim. This is after the famine already started. Yaakov sees that there's Shever, there's food in Mitzrayim. And he says to his sons to go down. This is the first time they're going down. He says, why should we look you know, in front of all of our brother, in front of the, all the people of the land that we still have food? Uh, so he sends them down. So Rashi says, what does it mean that we have Shever B'Mitzrayim? So Pirish Mashri, Mahu V'yar, what does it mean he saw? I mean, he should have been, should have been the Lashon that he heard. Yaakov heard that there's food in Mitzrayim. What does it mean he saw? He says, Ra. He said, the reason why it says saw, because he saw with the uh, with this um, divine, holy, um, uh, sometimes translated as, a, as like, I guess, like a vision of some sort. is like a glass, like a clear glass, like a, a glass of Kodesh in a sense that you're able to see Usually these things are hidden. You cannot see the future. You cannot see things that Hashem doesn't want you to see. But over here, means in a sense it's like a glass that you're able to see through. So Yaakov was able to see that there's shever. Shever could also mean hope. That Yaakov had a certain amount of hope in Mitzrayim. But it wasn't, a vur, it wasn't literally an avur that he knew it was Yosef. All he saw was that there's something good going to happen. There's some hope for me. 
for my happiness in in Mitzrayim. So Shvatim Shiyadish Yesim Mitzrayim moving Shavini Shuraiyazu Shuriyazum Baks Baklaria Shel Kaidish Hainu Shamedia Kadish Borkish Maskal Zman Shiakru Vyakshu as Yosef Yil Yakif. He's but the Shvatim, they knew that Yosef was Mitzrayim. So they understood that this vision that Yaakov had was notifying them that Hashem wants the time to begin, that they should start searching and investigating and um, searching for Yaakov and to tell Yaakov what happened. You're searching for Yosef and to tell Yaakov. Therefore, the Pasuk says that the brothers of Yosef went down. So Rashi explains, Because they regretted him being sold, and they, they, they decided, they put their hearts in it, that they're going to deal with him in a way of... Um, brotherliness, and they're going to redeem for any, any amount of money that will be passing for them. So basically, Hashem revealed to them through this expeclaria shalkadish that it is time for uh, Yaakov to find out that Yosef is alive. When Yosef saw that they were searching for him, then he understood that there's something there. Right? Meaning, why are they searching for him if Hashem doesn't want it? Elamai, he understood that probably Hashem wants it to happen, and it's, the time has come. So why didn't he just send the shliach right away, Yosef? If he sees that the brothers are searching for him, why didn't he tell it right away? We know that the brothers were searching for him, if you look in Rashi, in, in, in this parsha. Um, Pasuk, Pasuk Yudalad, right? If you look at Pasuk Membeis, Pasuk Yudalad, Rashi says how Yosef was, uh, that Yosef knew that they were looking for him. Um, so why didn't he send shluchim? For two reasons. First of all, first of all, he didn't know for sure it came the Zman. He just knew that the Zman was uh, coming up close, but he didn't know yet was it the time, uh, was it the time. He didn't know for 100%. First of all, he didn't know about like, and also even that was just telling you that it was coming close to Zman. But the main reason is, if he would notify Yaakov before the Shvatim, it would cause a damage with the relationship. Therefore, what did Yosef do? He tells the brothers directly that I'm Yosef. He doesn't send the shliach. The brothers are right there. Why are you going to send the shliach? Elamai, he tells the brothers. And this, of course, would take care of two birds. First of all, Yosef didn't know 100% for sure. But they would know if Hashem agreed because they're the ones that made the cherem. So if they're going to reveal it to Yaakov, clearly the time has come. And B would also take care of the situation that Yaakov would not be upset uh, with the um, Shvatim because they would be able to tell um, Yaakov themselves, which would be much better than, than Yaakov finding out uh, through a shliach. Therefore, he waits for the brothers. Um, he doesn't tell the, why doesn't he tell the brothers right away the first time they come down? That's, of course, you have to read the parsha. There's a whole reason, and the portion discuss it, of course, why he couldn't tell them right away. They needed to come and go back and forth, and that you could look at the other Mephorshim, or even Rashi, I'm sure has a pshat, why they couldn't tell them right away. But um, once it was time to tell them, it was had to be dafka through the brothers.